Wicked Grounds. Recorded live at Wicked Grounds Cafe, San Francisco. Welcome to the Wicked Grounds Podcast, Episode 3, Part 2, with Stefanos and Shay. This is Psycho Kitty, your host. Uh, and I am joined, as always, with my ever-lovely co-host. <laughs> Hello, through again. And joining us for the second half of the conversation. I am Stefanos, and this is... Shay. Perfect. Excited <laughs> to be here to talk with you some more. Yay! Yay! It, and like, you know, as I uh, mentioned in the last bit, you know, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. Um, I got to know you guys through Bag and through Bent early on in my getting established in San Francisco. Let's not forget Subby Pong at Master's Den. Mm. You, you <laughs> developed that. Yes, the, the human ping pong? Yes. yes, the pioneering days of human oh. ping pong. Which, Which has is now, I, I've tried to take that to every, I mean, I've, I played it when I was in Twisted, at Twisted Leprechaun in mm-hmm. Ireland. So it's, it's the international yeah, human ping pong game. I remember game. the bookie board you built with <laughs> the odds and everything. And yeah. That was odd. Uh, God, that, that was, was a, that was a master's den, not a. That yeah, was a master's band. den, yeah. It was at the Citadel on Ninth Street, and we were yeah. doing a casino. It was one of the casino nights. Yep. Anyway, you were going to tell a different story. Oh right? no, I, I, I was like, I just. Uh, so we, one of the, there was one time at Folsom, after and after a Folsom, we were hanging out at the Citadel back when it was still on uh, Mission and Ninth, mm-hmm. when a friend of yours walked in, from Minneapolis. Who turned out to be one of the people I went? I was in a fraternity with in college. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. I'm not going to say his name because I don't know. They're whispering oh around God. the mics. Oh <laughs> I don't know. It was like that. Just the world just got so small. All of a sudden, it's like that's right. Wow, you know, you you how, how, how do you know it? And you know, at the time, because I rode motorcycles with him. Yeah, it's like you know, in college, people. I was. It was a running joke about you know Ryan would be where he is today without handcuffs and Hershey's chocolate syrup. That was a joke on campus. Wow. So folks, it's like, <laughs> folks, I'm looking across Wicked Grounds right now, just thinking to myself, I know where the chocolate syrup and handcuffs are. Mm-hmm. As no we speak. Shit. <laughs> you would not be where you were today if it weren't for that. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, it's like I've always, we were talking last time about, you know, the luxury of being open and stuff and being out. You know, it's always, I've never really been able to hide that from my friends, but I never knew that Wade was part of this knew that he was a part of this community as well. Oh, as I also chucking down on some water. And so it was just like, it was a shock to me. It's like, like, right. You're so out of context. I'm on the other side of the country and in a different set of community and friends. It's like, does not compute. Yeah. I just had a, uh, I was just part of uh, Morpheus's bondage extravaganza this last weekend. Yeah. Oh, and actually a I lot of people of traveled from all over. And so there was a whole lot of, people who I had to remember, like, where do I know you from? Because, yeah. you know, it's people that I'd seen in Denver when we presented there, or in Portland when we presented there, or people I've just only talked to over email in FetLife, and so it was this whole, like, context mess of, oh my god. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very, I totally understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I'm really sad. I, I'd already made a commitment to the science fiction convention, Convolution, where I was doing panels and running stuff this weekend mm. before uh, MBE was announced. Because I, I had a friend of mine, uh, Luxie, was going to tie me for the weekend. So I was going to be a rope bottom for MBE this year. Ooh, that would have been good. We need more, I know, you know, male bodies. I know. I, that's, that was my thought, too. It's like, I, you know, like we were talking, Luxie was going to come in for it. And it was like, you know, what do we want to do for it? Do you want to switch off? It's like, no, no, no. This, 
There's enough guys tying yeah. cute little Asian people. <laughs> She's adorable. <laughs> and so, it's like, yeah. Here, I'll yeah, you tie me up. Dig up, up Ryan. Dig up. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's. I mean, that's the story. It's like, you know, tie me up, tie me up. Yeah, no, it was it was interesting because yeah, there is a lot of the rope community is very. I think most riggers are men. Most of them cis and fairly het. I, I feel that that's a fair thing to say. That's nice. And nice. I think you know a lot of rope bunnies or rope bottoms, which I, I don't know is rope bunny offensive to people. I, I'm never really I, sure. You ask one person, they probably use self-identify by it. Use the next person, they're probably offended by it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like it can be interpreted as being prerogative somehow or being you know demeaning. I, I, would I don't wear, know. I would be comfortable wearing rope bunny as. Yeah, a, I'm comfortable mm-hmm. being called a rope bunny when I you know I bottom my switch oh, with rope. Hold on, wait. There's a word in front of that one, Shay. It's fussy, picky rope. Yes, I am a fussy, picky. So I was asked by my friends why, you know, why I was only topping, why I was only rigging at MBE this weekend. And my answer was that I am such a pain in the ass, picky rope bottom that I would not wish me upon any rigger. So that's that's well, mostly I, why. You know, being a rope switch as well, I always like... I'll gladly rope bottom for you, but I need a blindfold because I don't want to watch what you're doing because I want to enjoy the scene and not exi- <laughs> d- dissect. Ooh, oh, I do that differently. Ooh, well, I should try. You know, like I don't yeah. want to be right uh, in your head mm-hmm. for sure. And it's challenging when you know the rigging and you're kind of you know paying attention and you can you can I, be engaged with it different ways. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I recall in in Chicago at Kiki College when I was tying you up and showing you something. And I was about to sling a standing line. You were like, you know, I don't know that that actually will. And I was like, shut. Up. <laughs> I'm like, shut your pretty blonde mouth, honey. I love you. So I, I, I just did the mean thing and tortured you, and that's how that scene came about, actually. This is true. Yeah. You yeah, can like, you can do some different predicaments and some different, uh, you know, mental like, torment of your quiet. switch I told her, I told bottom. But no, yeah, we we have. I I think what's what's interesting too is is how many people know each other back and forth across the country. You don't realize. Mm-hmm. Because I've had friends of mine in San Francisco walk up and say, hey, uh, so I was in Minneapolis the other day. And I was like, oh, what were you doing there? Visiting some old friends. And I'm like, really? Anybody I know? Looks at me and goes, turns out, (laughs) yes. And, uh, you know, so it's very fascinating, like, how many people know each other across the country that you don't know know each other? Which is really awesome. So it just means you have to sort of be careful to not... (laughs) <laughs> Do not steal the tea from Shay. Yeah. Fussy kitty <laughs> becomes fussy. So. Yeah, just making sure you don't move it too far. And like, that's my tea. <laughs> All right. Anyway, no, no, it's amazing. It's a very tiny community. People don't realize how, how quickly word can spread about good or, things. I mean, it, it seems tiny to some people. But I know that for me, you know, spending a lot of time in North Carolina and Virginia and the communities there, you know, I used to watch, I mean, I still do, watch kink.com. From like the time you probably started was watching King.com. So even thinking about sitting across the table from you was like meeting Walt Disney to me. Especially <laughs> you know being well, Stephanos loves to hear that. Such I was gonna say there's a new one for you. you know, Walt thinking, Disney. Like it was like a whole different orbit, you know, from the small communities to the San Francisco like a huge different feeling on the animatronics. No, it was crazy though. I remember uh-huh. seeing you for the first time at at Bon and Jugogo and thinking like, holy moly, I don't know if I should run. Or go say hello. <laughs> so I just avoided you know, the situation. You know, I, I, I like to talk about that little thing because I did not realize it 
I knew that my image and the things that we did on the upper floor were around, and I had got emails when I worked, I still work at King, when we first started doing the upper floor, Twitter messages, people saying that I've changed their life, that I taught them mm -hmm. kink, that I showed them things that nobody else has been shown. And I kept thinking to myself, going, that's really cool, but that's like, what, eight emails? Mm -hmm. You know, there's like, you know, third, I don't know, 4,000 people that watch me on the yep. upper floor. I'm like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Less than a half a percent of people. I'm so excited that, that this works. And I kept having people telling me, no, dude, you're famous. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, there's eight people that emailed me. How famous can I be? You know, and I showed up at Dark Odyssey's Winter Fire the first time we went. And I can't remember. Which is in D.C. <clears throat> right. In Washington, D.C., Dark Odyssey's Winter Fire. What year was that? It would have been three years ago? I think it was 2012. I, I could be wrong. Anyway. Well, yes, yeah, so, so anyway, 2011 or 2012, so I hadn't been working at Kink for very long, mm -hmm. and I'm standing in line to get my registration, and, and I'm standing there possibly hungover, I don't, or feel like I'm hungover from the flight and the whole deal, eyes all baggy, you know, my hair's like in a ponytail, and I'm like, uh, get going with the line, and I hear someone behind me go, that's Stefano's, <laughs> and I'm like, I just I, I turn my head like like from the exorcist almost like because mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm thinking it's a friend of mine mm -hmm. and here here are two young girls that clearly have watched me mm -hmm. and they're like that's Stefano's yeah. whispering it I'm like hi how are you and they're like oh my god it is Stefano's and I just stopped for a second and I'm like oh fuck what have I just done and then uh, the rest of the day people would randomly walk up to me like here's a you're Stefano's on the upper floor. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. And then want to ask me a million questions. And I, I remember going up to the room afterwards and looking at Shane going, holy shit, this is weird. Because mm -hmm. it really is. People walking yeah. up and tell me, that, tell me what you just said. Yeah. It's really weird to me because when I work on the upper floor, what I see is a computer with a screen name, yeah. a colon, mm -hmm. the words that you write, and a weird computer voice that says, well, you, can you tell me your username on king.com? Rubik. Right. <laughs> yeah. Rubik says, Stefanos, please, will you tell me if she can have a, if she can come? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's all I know. I don't know what you yeah. look like. So when I first meet you for the first time, mm -hmm. and you're like, I watch you on the before. This is my name. I'm like, see, I wouldn't, I, I would, I'd be way too nervous but, but, to say something. <laughs> what the thing is, is that going backwards on that, yeah. to me, you're actually amazing to me because you've seen me, you've heard my voice, you've, you know what I look like. You've probably seen my pants off for that, mm -hmm. for, for that matter. Um, so, so you have a lot of stuff about me. All I got is a name and a weird computerized voice yeah. provided by yeah. Google. Well, I just know that, for, you know... She, she sounds like Robbie the Robot. Those party, like the upper yeah. floor gatherings and everything that I used to watch in Iraq for, like, porn and stuff like that, that was all we had, you know? So yeah. thinking that, especially being in a small town, when that type of environment is something that we could only dream about, and then finally being in San Francisco... I mean, I knew I would be in San Francisco sooner or later... But finally, being here and and knowing that it's just like a footstep away from being on the upper floor mm -hmm. and actually seeing it in person is just like, whoa, you know? And I know that a lot of people on the East Coast and in the small towns do the same thing. They're like, you guys are like a celebrity level to them. Have you been to the upper floor? No, actually. Oh, you should come. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's never asked. Uh, no, I haven't. I just don't. I just... I get a little awkward, you know that. I Just, get awkward. So you know, <laughs> I, I'm full of awkward, so yeah, I can I'm relate. But I'm you very should totally yes. about, uh, about that community thing that you talked about. Yep. It's it's actually one of the things that the tour guides uh, talk about when you take the tour mm -hmm. of Geek.com is that we realize that there we're the connecting point between mm -hmm. a lot of people. What's fascinating about that is that when we when I first joined the upper floor, is there was a a user named DZ. Mm -hmm. No, sorry. 
DZ was their friend. Green-eyed lady, Jell, is what we called her. Mm -hmm. And another user, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting names right now. If they're listening, they're going to kill me. But they Spanos met... is in trouble. They <laughs> met on the chat, realized that they lived pretty much in the same town. Yeah. And began dating. <laughs> but they did not know each other before being on the live chat and having a conversation while watching porn that they were pretty much, like, might as well have been by standards of living in the Midwest uh, through the towns, mm -hmm. might as well have been neighbors. So, so within a three-hour drive of each other. Right. Midwest standards, yeah. Midwest neighbors. And so that's happened more than once on the upper floor chat where, for, where, where for, people who have got together and discovered that they were close enough to have a relationship and then mm -hmm. were like, why the hell are we doing this thing? And just to, to clarify that, that three hours Midwest standard, there's no traffic in that. That's just pure driving time. Yeah, true story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not the same as like San Francisco to Oakland could be three hours, but during, yeah, a, during a, rush hour. During a, for, an A's game or yeah. Niners game. Oh, or, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I think the upper floor is a really interesting, I, I know it can be controversial and I'm not sure that we want to, you know, delve into that particular yeah. uh, can of worms, but There are I, interviews on the internet about that that I have done that Mr. Ackworth has emailed me and said, when did you talk about the upper floor to that person? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so. But I mean, I think, so I go to the upper floor yeah. as an attendee and I have not, uh, I've done some sex work, but I haven't been a paid uh, porn performer and, uh, at kink.com. Mm -hmm. I've done uh, Come and Glitter, which was a more indie, you know, queer porn. Talk yeah. a little bit about, I mean, when we get you back to your story, talk, tell us a little bit more about Come and Glitter, too, because it's kind of neat. Yeah, Come and Glitter is amazing, and I hope that they do it again, but Come mm -hmm. and Glitter was a live sex show, and they, like I say was, because it hasn't happened for a little while. Mm -hmm. They did several shows, and it was very, it was this very interesting mix of burlesque and kind of comedy and very kind of sometimes dark theater mm. and really really interesting with sex and so people would make performances that were about 20 to 30 minutes long mm -hmm. and it was unique performances that only happened at coming glitter could and only happen at coming could glitter. only happen at coming glitter and there was definitely you know sex involved but there was themes that had to do with body image there was a really uh, really edgy butcher scene that suzy q did with maxine that you know involved like body image type of issues and like there the was a police yeah there brutality. was we did a police brutality scene that kind that of explored <laughs> that uh, we did a scene or um, there was a lot of religious kind of themes that were explored in the performance that i was a part of uh, and i did a naughty angel kind of thing which was a little bit lighter there was a darker one that james darling and a few other people were in i'm sorry i can't remember everyone right now yeah. but it was fabulous and they explored a lot of issues of religious oppression and it then ended up kind of almost christening everybody with uh, squirt. It was amazing <laughs> and just uh, so unique. And I, I think that some of those are going to go up on, uh, forgive me, on Pink and White or uh, Courtney Troubles. Mm -hmm. It's her stuff. So I think that that stuff is, is incredible. So that's the closest I've come to performing in porn was doing the live sex show with mm -hmm. Come and Glitter. I'm, I'm not a paid performer, and I go to the upper floor and play, and I just participate as mm -hmm. you know someone in the community like everyone else. Because yep. it's a party? Because it's a party, <laughs> and I feel like, you know, there, gosh, I mean, there can be an argument about how is this different from 
you know, porn. And I don't have any desire to work at kink.com. I think it's great. You know, obviously I'm very supportive of Stefano's working there and I'm, you know, it very, was your idea. It was my <laughs> idea. Let's be, let's be clear. In 2006 or seven, you looked at me and said, it would be so awesome to say that my husband fucks on porn films. Please go get into porn. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. I love it. So I did. And you know, but I think that what you, what you experience as a guest on the upper floor is so different from, you know, being a porn performer, you know, being a performer, people think that, uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe it seems easy, but to some people, if it's not easy, it's, yeah. not easy. it's yeah. amazing. These, the work that, that mm -hmm. these people do, I'm like, I cannot I have a, imagine I have stories for you about mm -hmm. that. I, you know, I, I'm in awe of the performers up there. And what I do as a guest is, is entirely different. You know, I'm just there kind of relaxing. I'm having fun. I'm doing what I would normally do anyway, except for, you know, I get to go to the upper floor, which is a great, mm -hmm. you know, environment. I get to, you know, have brunch served to me, which is like always, you know, or dinner, which is always amazing. Their chef is great. You know, and it's, I think, I, I think that sort of the crux of the situation is that no, I have I had people directly ask me, Stefanos, don't you think that the guests, the extras that you are bringing upstairs, don't you think that's exploitation to get like free play and sex on them and film them? Because you know that happens, mm -hmm. you know, and, and and isn't that isn't that exploitation? Yeah, aren't you exploiting people? Aren't you exploiting the guests that you come? Know, you know, and and aren't you taking away valid sex work from other sex workers by having taking away jobs, taking from... away jobs by having these people do that? And the answer to that question is I. At one point in time, I could see how that could be viewed. I still disagreed back then that that was what's what happening, and I still disagree that that was the purpose of it happening. But I could see that view. Um, the truth is, is that I looked every, I either emailed or, or either emailed or looked every guest in the face and said, just so you know, you don't have to do anything. Yep. If you do something on the upper floor, it's all on you. I'm going to make it easy for you to do stuff. Over here is safe for sex supplies and mm -hmm. sex toys and, and you know, Hitachi's around the room and da-da-da-da. Hard but, points galore. Right. You know, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm going to make it easy on you, but you're not required. And I, and I can't ask you to because I'm not paying you. Mm -hmm. And we're going to film you, and that's the, the price of admission is your, your, your release mm -hmm. to have your image. Right. And I have been very clear from the beginning because to me, to exploit someone, I have to lie to you. Or hide from you what is mm -hmm. actually happening. Right. If I look you in the face, I mean, you were there. You, you were one of the first. Uh, I talked about the first 25 people that came to the brunches. You were not in the first 25. No, I've actually no, never made it up to the door. No, and and I've been meaning party. to get you in there. You were supposed to be in the first 25, but you've seen these things. You mm -hmm. you know the people that yeah. started this, you know, and uh, you know. I mean, you know, there, there is definitely. You know, I, I definitely agree that there's there has been a, a compensation for the people that come in. You know, they're not being exploited. They're being they're being given an environment to play in at their choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No one is, you know. And, you know, to play with the person of their choice yeah. and mm -hmm. to do exactly what activities they want to do. Yep. You know, I, I think it's a really, and if that's not something that someone is interested in and that doesn't seem like a, you know, fair, I, I believe it's Lee Harrington who coined or kind of came up with the concept of a fair energetic exchange. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important concept to apply to, you know, a lot of what we do in terms of presenting, in terms of anywhere you're going to put your energy. 
you know, is this a fair exchange to me? I'm going to go on the upper floor. They're going to let me in for free and give me some great food. And I have this, you know, luxe environment to play in. And then they're going to film me and put it on the internet. You know, does that seem like a fair exchange to you? If it does, then great, go have fun. And if it doesn't, then then don't do it. Right. You yeah. know, no one's being lied to about what this exchange is. Mm-hmm. And I feel that it's not you know necessarily my place to tell people what is or is not a fair exchange for them if yeah. people feel that That's... this is something that they want and i go as a guest myself mm-hmm. you know and just to play and have fun yeah. and you know i wouldn't i wouldn't and want that, to that, be one i think of... that falls into the 20 people in a room and you ask for a definition and you get 40 definitions yeah it's going to be exploitative to some people mm-hmm. and it's going to be sign me up let me in to others and yeah. exactly and kink presenting is the same way. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, Psycho Kitty having, you know, presented as well. Uh, there's a conference that keeps inviting me and Stefanos. They've invited us a couple years in a row. And they do not pay for a hotel. They do not pay mm-hmm. for airfare. They will give you comps to the event. And it's somewhere we would have to fly. Right. And I have told them every year, look, I'm sorry, we can't do that. You know, we're not able to afford to do that. We These days, you know, we can't go like, that deep in the hole yeah. to travel I, yeah, to present. I, like I mentioned Twisted Leprechaun before. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the people that put that on. I had to fly myself out there. But to me, it was worth it. You know, it's like... It was an Irish vacation, so it was, right. it was great. But, you know, like, it was, you know, you're talking about the exchange of energies. Like, it was worth it to me to fly myself there to get there. And then once I was there, they treated me like a rock star, and it was absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Right, and so it's like, what can you get out of it that is aside from financial compensation? And it could be that financial compensation is the least valuable thing you could get out of a given situation. But at the same time, you can't, uh, you know eat exposure for dinner so yeah. you do need you know compensation as well so it's it's an interesting point and i think everyone has to decide for themselves and i hope people will examine you know what do i need for this to feel like a fair exchange for me and i think it's really important to to you know, really think about that in a, yeah in a, yeah I, I i think i think just looking at a fair exchange we all have our own opinions and our own little soapbox moments. Yep. Yeah. This goes back to the expectations I talked about earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I present with Shay across the country. I probably told you guys how many classes I did in all the venues. And yeah. Once or twice, maybe. Right. <laughs> and, 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 I will be, and I will be proud to do it again. But I think, I think then in that, while we do ask for, you know, some like, hey, can you pay for something or what can yeah. you pay for? Mm-hmm. Shay and I also look at them as vacations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're forking, because it's really interesting, people don't realize this, but presenters pretty much fork out most of everything on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's not complaining, because if I were complaining, trust me, you'd know. <laughs> I, I'm not complaining. I'm excited to do the stuff that I do. So I'm happy to to buy plane tickets and, and have them pay for my hotel and all that and relax and go enjoy myself and, you know, teach three classes in two days and go play in the dungeon and get laid and do dirty stuff and wear my leathers and get all sweaty and just come back exhausted and going, God, that was great. Can I do it next weekend? <laughs> you know, I, that's how I feel when I come back from conferences. I don't feel exhausted or dead or used or anything. And so you, you can equate that back to what I said earlier about TUF. Yeah. So. We do have one question that somebody has tweeted at us. I don't know if you've seen it, but from uh, Mari, who is amazing. And she said, uh, what's the worst scene you've experienced and how were you able to recover from it? Oh, and I, I would was about love, to ask something similar to that, actually. I would love to talk about that because yeah. I oh, think oh. it's, oh yeah, God, you got me another soapbox. Hold on, but, hold on. Oh, Stefanos, yes. Drum roll? Drum roll, yeah. no, no, no. Can, so, can I broaden this question? Yeah, go okay. ahead. 
Um, a question that I was going to ask you, especially like worst scenes you've witnessed or da 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 da. You guys do a lot of work at like Bent and the Citadel. I wanted to talk about like some of the most novice mistakes you see in those play areas and how to avoid them. So if you guys are like, you're saying seeing a bad scene, like what are other novice mistakes you see new people making in public play spaces and, and stuff like that as well? well sure. The, the first novice one I tell people all the time is, did you read the rules? Yeah. The reason why is because the simplest thing that can go wrong is usually already written in the rules. Mm -hmm. And so when someone breaks those rules and you know they're new, the question was, is, are you aware that that's in the rules? Mm -hmm. And if their answer is no, that's right there is your first most common novice mistake that occurs. They didn't realize it wasn't there or they couldn't memorize it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Their brain says, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. You know, that, that's the big one that I see. You know, Shay had a story that I yeah. cut off. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, no, I think... Uh, so novice mistakes, I think, is a whole different topic. Yeah, we, yeah. we do a lot of stuff with DM training mm -hmm. and, you know, thinking about what the role is of a DM. How can we orient yeah. people? I've worked really hard on my orientation for Bent, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of very specific things I could talk about with that. Uh, in terms of uh, personal mistakes, I think is something really important that yeah. I would love to touch more on mm -hmm. because I think that you will see particularly tops in the scene mm -hmm. who are married to this narrative of, you know, I haven't, I haven't made any mistakes and I, I see it and mm -hmm. I, I hear it. And it's amazing to me because I think to myself that that is a dangerous top. I think a top that's married to a narrative of never making mistakes is certainly someone that I wouldn't want to play with. Because yeah. everyone, you know, we're all human. We've talked about that, you know, mm -hmm. touched on it before. And so... No, we've only said that Stefanos is human. No, no, oh, okay. no one None else here has admitted it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the only one that's admitted to being human, even though... Meow? Yeah. 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 And so I Wolf. think, you know, I think something that's really important that we learn how to do as a community is to deal with mistakes yeah. and to be able to look at the idea of, you know, a consent violation and mm -hmm. something that was a mistake versus something that is a pattern of behavior. Yep. And how can we pick out, you know, this person made a mistake and, you know, has done everything they can to make it better mm -hmm. and is, you know, improving versus yep. this person has made, you know, quote, mistake after mm -hmm. mistake after mistake yep. and identifying predators in that way yep. is, is very challenging mm -hmm. because I think there's a lot of stigma about particularly tops admitting the mistakes that they make in the community yeah. and being you know willing to be public with that and i have made ridiculous epic mistakes yeah. and i think it's very important to acknowledge that if my the person i've made my most mistakes with as a top is mm -hmm. jade mm -hmm. uh, who i play with quite often and she's a pretty hard bottom yeah. and if she ever wanted to you know turn on me and you know tell the community what a terrible top I am I, she would have all of the dirt and she yeah. could completely destroy me Shay and her have a have a joke that I've adopted with them is you know their motto is all new mistakes all new mistakes <laughs> for sure and I really think the difference is is when you make a mistake instead of people zoning in on that person who made the mistake and like shaming them for it it's all about education you know a lot of people Especially, I know that in the community I was raised up in, it, there wasn't very much education. It was more of like a click. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, so people got scared of their mistakes and didn't want to be part of the community. And that really pushes people away. Which, yeah. Which makes more incidents of injury and neglect and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. We can learn from each other's yeah. mistakes. And I think that that's really important. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, I are definitely educational. Definitely. So, I mean, the the worst one that I ever did with Jade, and we very nearly ended up in the emergency room. It was it was not good. We were doing a scene that we had planned where she was going to be a chicken. Mm-hmm. And we were going to turn her into a chicken because we had <laughs> joked with each other that you know sticking feathers up your butt does not make you a chicken. Mm-hmm. And so we decided we would stick some feathers up her butt and see if that did indeed. Yeah. I mean, you have to test these things scientifically. scientifically. For, for, science. For, for science. And so we had her in some bondage where her you know hands were up on her shoulders mm-hmm. and her you know so she's got little wings and so we had tied her up like this and then we had done a number we had a little feather you know butt plug thing that we'd stuck up her and then we decided an important test to see whether she was in fact a chicken was to see if she could lay eggs and so yep, it's going there yeah it's going there and so we i i didn't have i wanted to get benoit balls you know like little benoit oh, yeah, balls yeah. and have her you know put those in and and have her lay that as an egg Mm -hmm. and we didn't have benoit balls but i had like a a rock that seemed about the same size and it was a little white you know to be rock to be be fair it was a very smooth egg-shaped rock it was and i'm like okay well this is basically a benoit ball you know and so we put it inside a couple of condoms and you put that up inside her and you know thinking like i thought she'd be able to like push it out actually i i don't know in my wisdom and indeed, she could not. Where do you work again? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, it was ridiculously stupid, like most, you know, mistakes that you make. And uh, it nope. ended up with me having to, if, if I wasn't an emergency room nurse, I'm pretty comfortable getting all up in someone and pulling out, you know, foreign objects. Not because you've ever done that before. Not because I've ever done that before, only all the time. Uh, it's amazing. People think their pussy is like a black hole that like they'll think something's stuck up there and like lost. It's, it's very interesting, right? It's not lost. And it's there. not lost. I'm like, if you can't feel around and find it, then it's not there. It's mm-hmm. not like your butt where things really will like go up and you will not find them ever again. But... Okay, well, you know, you'll find them eventually one way or another. But so in any case, we, we did get the, I, I thought I could pull it out by the condoms and then the condoms broke and then I had to just fish it and it was really, really bad. Uh, it was not. Definitely, definitely sounds like there was a, a certain point where that scene lost its sexual mood. Uh, yes, there was a point where it was like, oh, now we, we really need to get this out and this is not I, coming out and recall, uh, this is bad. I recall that night because I recall watching the scene start and then putting on the orange DM vest mm. because I was the DM on shift. So, so this was at Watching uh, this happen. Space. Oh, yeah, it was. This oh, was yeah. Up, and I was like, la, 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 la. And I actually didn't know there was going to be an egg up the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> the guy had no idea, right? I mean, I, I had In heard... my defense, it was not like a actual egg. That no, might no, have no, been I better. Mean, I don't know. Oh, no, here's the deal. I mean, it... it I know the thing that they put though. up her, right? I mean, like, I, I would have assumed it would have come out also. That being said, I didn't know they were doing that exact part of the scene, and I just was watching over it. I'm like, oh my God, all these chicken stories are so hilarious. I wish I could get photos of these. Look at her, she's a chicken now. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And, then, and then I see Shay, what I assume is fisting Jade. <laughs> yeah. And Which I, I think is fair because Jade fists Shay. So, like, in my mind, <laughs> This is a perfectly good, good reciprocating scene, right? You know, so I'm watching from across the dungeon. I'm like, la 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 la, and then I look over, and I see Jade's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, this isn't as sexy as it should be. That's not an enjoyment face. Yeah. Then I look over at Shay, and I see her looking around, and she's looking at me, and I'm like, oh crap. It was it was really yeah, epically was... not good, and you know, fortunately. 
Jade uh, knows we've we've got a close relationship, and she knew my intentions. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think intention is very it's very important. It's important, yeah. and there there's a space where it is and it isn't. You know, mm-hmm. there's this idea of you know if you're stepping on my foot, it doesn't matter whether it's because you're you know in your culture it's okay to do that, or you've yeah. had a bad day, or you know whatever kind of thing. You need to get off my foot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you know, which is from a Captain Awkward post, and I think that's really important. Consent doesn't mean you get to or. Uh, Intent doesn't mean you, to, you get to do whatever you want to as long as your intent's good, right? Yeah. But it's important to consider and uh, when you're making mistakes, like what, what was going on here? You know, was I trying to, you know, be non-consensual and have this semi-fisting scene that wasn't planned to, you know, obviously this isn't what I intended to do. And uh, so, you know, and all you can do after you make a mistake like that is do everything you can to, to make it up to the person. You know, mm-hmm. I took care of her and you know, tried to follow up with her and provide all the aftercare that I could and just acknowledge like, hey, I messed up. I am sorry. You know, this is definitely and, a mistake that I made. And she still talks to you. So obviously you've we, done the, 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 the rip, you We know. still play all the time. She's yeah. my favorite play partner. I mean, she's amazing. And, you know, but there's been definitely lots of mistakes. That just happens to be the most ridiculously bad one. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... It's, yeah, good time. Identified, inserted object. <laughs> it's, uh, inserted object lost. It's getting to be that point in the show where I'm going to start asking questions from Twitter that people well, actually, have Actually, I have one more question first before we get What's into What's your question? That, and that's one thing I do like to ask guests. Are, obviously, we, we, you, you know, come to Wicked Grounds and there's a whole strong sexual content to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But that aside... What do you guys nerd out about? What are what are your non kinky passions? Non kinky passions. So <laughs> reality shows. Here we yes. go. Um, I have not done this particular activity since two thousand and five, but we met while LARPing. Yay! Uh, yes, we did. I, I and just to make sure, live action role playing is LARPing is short for. To be clear, it was a Call of Cthulhu live-action role-playing game that was taking place in my house. <laughs> so I, this is not some happenstance weird moment where I'm like, geez, golly, geez, I wonder what it's like to LARP. No, no, no. I was, I was part of, like, helping game test White Wolf it. shit long ago. I, I've been playing D&D since I was seven. Okay. Yeah. I was playing since I was eight. I Damn, when, you got me. Well, but remember, you have a year on me, so it's the same amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> we started at the same time. <laughs> World of Grey, World of Greyhawk was not out when I started. Neither for yeah, you. Yeah. Right, right. We were still playing in the box set. I the white ha- box. I still have the orange dice yeah. with the crayon that you had to do. That I lost crayon. the crayon years ago. I was sad. But so I've been those, gaming. Those not my dice disintegrated. They actually fell apart. Oh, I still like have the plastic. Just went no, I still have mine in a box. But uh, the point is, at is, some point. Somebody broke into my car, <gasps> smashed my window to steal my dice bag. Wow. This was in Chicago. I was living on... Uh, oh, good. That wasn't your car. <laughs> I was living, I was like, I, I, it's like I had to pay like $150 to replace my car window for a $30 of plastic. Wait, Anyways. wait. The, 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 hold on. I'm going to repeat that. $150 window for $30 worth of dice. Yes. Yeah, that, that says a lot, actually. But and no, I had that much in dice. Exactly. So but we so we met LARPing uh, at the Call of Cthulhu game, which didn't. She was dating someone at the time, and so that that didn't last super long for us. We just became mm-hmm. friends, and then we became really close after starting to slightly date in the public arena. But really, the geek came out when we played Vampire the Masquerade together as a live action LARP, and in my living room. What clans? Oh, uh, that LARP, 
I was Bruja, and you Figures. were Coda. <laughs> I was. Oh God. Yep, yep. That's bringing it back. Oh my God. Yeah, you were. You were a. Uh, what did they? An elder. What did they call the the? Um, you were on the council thing. I was on the council. Imogen. Yes. Thank you. Imogen. Oh yes, my yes, gosh. Yes. Yes. You were. It's and, been a long time. Yeah. Oh, that was a fun one. I remember that. Anyway, mm-hmm. so yes, we 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 were beautifully geeky about that and then when we moved here to san francisco we actually stopped role-playing not because like it's not cool or something i totally but speaking of which will totally appear in your fireplay firefly larp join us uh, yes i will uh because i i have friends of mine that still play D for credit a lot of the weekends and i would totally join them except yeah, i'm just live so bit, far away i'm just a little bit busy doing all the things you know exactly who i'm talking to that lives so far away in, <laughs> south of here by about 101 miles yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're listening. You know who you are. But, so, so the the point is, is currently my geeky names. stuff is not as geeky as that in that sense. But mm-hmm. my new passion is my girlfriend looked over at me the other day and sheepishly we've been together for like a year and she goes, um, "There's something I've been meaning to talk to you about." And I'm like, "Well, oh God, right? Like, what's that? I'm like, I have a vasectomy, so there's no way she'd be knocked up. I mean, like, there's all kinds of stuff that's gone through my head here. But I'm like, what? 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 She's like, well. You know, it's fall, and I really like football, and I'm just kind of wondering if maybe we could <laughs> once in a while watch football together. What she doesn't know is Shay and I used to watch football together all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, we lo- I mean, I'm not a fan in the sense that I know everything about the game, but I love watching football with friends. And I was like, that'd be great. She goes, what? She goes, it's Sunday. I mean, like, it's like a sports bar near here? And I was like, I don't know. I grabbed my phone, look up sports bar. Three came up, coyly. I see three bars, and I know we're, I'm about to go down a rabbit hole if I do this wrong. Mm-hmm. So I slide her my phone. I'm like, which sports bar would you like to go to? <laughs> she has in her squee little voice. She looks just, oh, I've never been to Hooters. Let's go to Hooters. And I'm like, score. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we arrive at Hooters, and she looks at me, and she goes, oh, my God, their asses are as fabulous as I thought. <laughs> and I looked over and I was like, really? I didn't notice. She looks at me. She goes, hey, look at that. Oh, my God. Look at her ass over there. She's like, and, and we sit down in the big Did screen. Did you even TV. watch football? That's the thing. The big screen TV is like up here above our heads at about a 30, 30 degree angle. We have to look up and it's huge. It's like, you know, six feet wide. Can't football game it. going everywhere. You can't miss it. And she's watching the game and she's doing the thing. And she's like, oh, my God, look at that. They're good. Look at that ass. And I'm like, you just missed the play, bitch. <laughs> you know, I'm like, we're here to watch football. You know, it's like, I, so now she wants to go to Hooters every week to watch football, football, in quotes. I don't think she's watching football as much as she thinks she is. <laughs> so that, that's my new geeky thing. Anything else geeky that I forgot about? I mean, uh, we're super geeky. I, we are ridiculously what else, what else do I got? nerdy, geeky. Oh well, yeah, God. I mean... I think LARPing just about covers the bases with that, though. And, I mean, we love that stuff. I wish that we still had time to do it. I feel like I channel a lot of my, you know, role-playing into the scene, really. And that's, Mm -hmm. I stopped LARPing right about the same time that I started getting very much involved in the kink community more formally, you know, aside from, you know, I get tied up and have kinky sex, right? Right. But getting into... The social side of it. And that takes time. It does. And it's, you can only have so much, you know, time to do these kind of things. But also I think I channel a lot of the same energy into the scenes that I do that I used to channel into role-playing. One of the other geeky things I like is I like getting hold of new pieces of technology that have like different ways to input into realities, like in, into the internet, into the internets, and then um, seeing if I can make them not work. <laughs> oh my God! So, a deconstructionist. No, no, no. I like to just abuse them until it yeah. until it says it's overheating. 
Um, <laughs> like, uh, like a friend of mine loaned me Google Glass. Apparently, it, with as much as I was using it, a little message comes across that says Google Glass has to cool down. So like it actually says that. Like so are message. you trying to say that you're too hot for Google Glass? Apparently. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and then uh, Leap, Motion, Le Leap Motion has a little input device, which I did not overheat, but I determined all the places and how to make it not work. Mm -hmm. And then I <laughs> sent them to them, and they're like, wow, we'll fix that. I don't know if they ever did. I didn't check, but it was fun. So that's my other geeky pleasure. Yeah. Hmm. So, breaking things. Yes. All the geeky pleasures. Yeah, I, I do a lot of uh, my kind of relaxation is that I will watch reality TV and do Pilates. So nice. I don't know if that counts as, as geeky exactly, but the TV shows definitely are. I love Face Off. I think that's a pretty geeky show. It's the it's on sci-fi. Wizard the Wars is another fun one I love to watch. I love sleight of hand magic and like mm. close magic stuff. I, I have a dream somewhere in my head that I'm actually a magician. So that's always fun. That's my other geeky pleasure. Um, I, I also Public sorcery? Yes. Uh, watch me make my hand disappear. <laughs> Look, it's back. There, it's gone. It's back. It's gone. Wait, that's porn. Never mind. Um, but no, so yeah, I, I like I like to watch the History Channel during the days when I'm off, if I get a chance, just because I, I think that's fun. Nice. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's nice. all I got. It, it, it's, yeah. it's funny. There was a few other questions like said, on I'm Twitter, so we should, yeah, draw you into we, should my get, we should get there. So, I'm going to try and draw you into my game. One of the questions nice. I'm going to ask you is, Mm, favorite sex toys, both of your favorite sex toys, or things to use, implements, whatever. I have a little glass butt plug I like to put up my own butt. Oh, <laughs> true story. Um, when I masturbate, feels good. But my favorite sex toy to use on someone else usually uh, is actually my thumb and the very top of a Hitachi. I've, I'm about ready to break my like sixth one. <laughs> Yes, we definitely burn through some Hitachis. That, 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 that is one of my favorite things ever. I mean, at, at Kink, we buy them like 52 at a time. Um, apparently, that's a case size, I guess. Yeah, a, a, a case of Hitachis. Yeah. Another thing we need to learn <laughs> from this podcast. a case of them. Yeah. What a yeah. case of Hitachis. Uh, so, yeah, so thumb and the tip of Hitachi, uh, it makes me happy up your ass or in your cunt, whatever it is. Just let me find your spot. Um, my, my other favorite one is either needles to get your blood. Mm -hmm. Or my fire ones to make you scream. Nice. Hmm. All the things that Kink can't film. <laughs> Except the thumb trick. <laughs> the thumb. The thumb. Yep. It's always from behind. The thumb. Yes. So some of my Am I blushing yet? I'm always oh, blushing. Nice. Very nice. I haven't <laughs> noticed. If we we'll both go there because I blush super easy oh my. too. Yeah. It's a thing. So what's your favorite sex toy? Uh, my favorite like, sex I don't know, but toy. Does Gabriel count? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like my. You koala. should. You should put that on Twitter somewhere. Okay. I like my. So koala. yeah, I, I lately I've been really into rope. Although it's not so much of a sex toy for me, I've been really into self suspension. And Gabriel and I have spent a lot of time playing with uh, doing. A lot of switchy rope stuff and doing self-suspension, doing mobile suspensions, and I've had a ton of fun doing that. I'm not sure it's, it's not even exactly sexual, but it's been sensual, more it's on the sensual side of sensual, play. and it's been just so well, to, much fun. To it's be clear, I do riot. hear you screaming in pleasure in the bedroom shortly after all the rope is happening. Right, so th you, it definitely happens. You, you can't foreplay? Hide, you rope can't, foreplay? You yes, can't exactly. Hide from me when you have sex. You are not quiet <laughs> True story, true story. Not to mention, you still meow. I do meow. In bed. Ooh. Yes, that's, that's a thing that happens. Ow, 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 ow. So what other questions do we have here? Do you ever feel guilty about receiving service or being a dominant in any way? That was first upon us. Is that directed at me? Yes. Oh, okay. Do I feel guilty? I 
at one point in, in my time, I felt very, very guilty about receiving service, uh, especially from a woman. I grew up in a rather chauvinistic environment, and it really bothered me. I think, I think what I needed to learn and what still gets me today is once I understand the full level of consent that's involved, I, I can accept that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I need to remind myself from time to time in certain environments where there are a lot of people that want to do things for me that, that it, it is a gift. And I like to thank people for that gift. So mm -hmm. it, it's still random acts of service <laughs> still <laughs> embarrass me. Yeah. Um, when someone comes up and says, here's this thing that I know you like, mm -hmm. uh, that appears like, you know, a drink or a, a, a whatever, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I have a joke at like Master's Den, I'll be doing the auction and I'll be like, can somebody get me a glass of water? You know, what I wouldn't give for a subby. And I mean it, you know, I know a glass of water is going to show up when I do that because yeah. I'm the MC and I know someone will be kind to bring me a glass of water. What gets embarrassing is when there's like four, or, you know, like three or four people like holding glasses of water. I'm like, okay, that is not okay. Aww. Um, so, so, so it's still hey, kind of, so cute. Yeah, it, it, it really is a shocker. We, we actually, agree that so it's cute. It is it's fine. In stereo. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I still do get still a little bit embarrassed. Uh, okay. Next question. What do you masturbate to? This is for both of you. Tough. So, you know, we talked earlier, I think in the previous one about how kinky people feel shame about weird stuff. And so I, I actually am sort of sad to say that I don't masturbate. I wish that I did. I feel like I should. And it's probably been like four or five years since I have, mm -hmm. I just, I don't have actually a super high you know, sex drive in that mm -hmm. sense. And I get all the uh, fulfillment that I need out of, you know, the, the two men in my life. And I, I you know, I would and really- And pet rock. And my pet rock. And I feel like I- <laughs> That's Jade. You know, I just don't have any drive to do, to, to do so. And I wish that I did. I feel like weird about admitting that I don't masturbate. And I, I tried a few years ago to do it because I felt like I should. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I just, it just doesn't really work for yeah. me. Uh, which is weird because I preach to people like, you know, self-love and you should, you know, masturbate and get to know your body and all this kind of stuff. So I feel a little like weird yep. saying that I actually don't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, I wish it worked for me, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's along with like anal play. I, I really have come to terms with the fact that I just don't like butts. I just don't <laughs> like butt sex. I don't like anal. I don't like anything to do with it. I don't like yeah. pegging. I don't like using my strap on I, mm -hmm. on people's butts. I don't like playing with Stefanos's butt. Rimming is right out. I don't like any of it. I has people for that. He has people for that. And not it's, with you three know, eggs, not with ham? No, no, I do not like it, Sam I am. And I, <laughs> I, I feel bad about that. Not, you know, not it's not... Ass, not with no, glass. No, <laughs> no, not with a glass dildo. Not with anything. And I wish that I did like it. You know, I feel... It, and yeah, it's, no. it's great. And it's all well and good for those involved. It's, you know, I feel weird about admitting that I don't like it. But nope, nope, don't like it. Don't, not having it. So, that being said, I make, I make up for Shy's masturbation. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he probably masturbates about butt sex. Uh, that's one of the things I've, yes, I, I actually, I find that the best masturbatory experiences I have uh, involve recreating in my head a hot sex scene. So that may have been last night's or two weeks ago's or seven years ago's, whatever mm -hmm. it was, um, whatever currently is working for me. You know, so that that can be fucking my girlfriend in the ass in my head. I'm like, oh, that'd be hot, mm -hmm. you know, or sucking cock or mm -hmm. whatever it is that is on my brain when my my arouse when I am aroused. 
That being said, I've been asked how often do I masturbate, and it is in fact part of my shower routine. I, I, I shave, I brush my teeth, I get in the shower, I jerk off, I, wa I, I wash my body, get out. If I could bring my Hitachi in the shower, I would. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they do make waterproof toys, I think. It's not I mean, the same, I mean, though. I'm, I, yeah, I it's mean, not like, the same. It's, no, it's the never going to be the same. The only thing ever, and I'm going to say this on the internet, okay? Mm, okay. My first orgasm was like three years ago, ever. Oh, my. And it was with a Hitachi. And the only uh. thing ever that gets me to have an orgasm, ever, not even mm -hmm. anyone, is the Hitachi. So it's to a point yeah. where, yeah, I love sex. <laughs> I love sex yeah. and everything, but I have to use my Hitachi home, to like clean Stephano the pipes. You know? It's like just a way. It's like at a, Rue. It's a, uh, and she's blushing. Yeah, no, more. that's great. That's I awesome. Have a <laughs> <for you. laughs> and now that I'm pregnant and hormonal, it's like six times a day. Like I'm telling you, my Hitachi's about ready to die. Well, that's awesome. I, I Go got, you. I, so yeah, I hear that you can get them by the case. I need. I need fifty-two, right? I have. I have an extra one at home. Yeah. I have two Yeah, you gotta have two. One in every bedroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For no, sure. I, I and that's hospitality. Yeah, yes. It's true. Exactly. True. Guest Hitachi. Con condoms, lube, Hitachi, right there. Uh, oh, my. Uh, also, I would, I would have to say, though, that the days that I don't masturbate is because I have someone with me that I'm currently having sex with. That's what I'm looking for right now. Yeah, so, Any, so anyone out me, there? Yes, so, <laughs> so for me, not taking I, know having, yeah, I know if I'm having sex that night, I'm not masturbating in the shower. Yeah. That morning. Yeah. So. And then if I don't, then I'm like, fuck, I gotta go masturbate. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just, it's my brain just says, I need. You're a slut. I, I turn slut. into a really mean little kitten if I don't get off like once a day. So. <laughs> Important to know. Yeah, Important yeah, to know. I mean, me being mean isn't that mean, but yeah. still, it's different. Yeah, okay, so I hear you. Okay, thank next. you for that question, whoever it was. What does leather mean to you? Ooh, I'm gonna let Stefanos handle this one because oh I remember. actually. Uh, okay. We yeah. are. We only have about ten minutes left. Yeah. So yeah. This is the, kind of sum up what leather right. means to you, not explain. Okay. I, no I do no not time I, to explain. Just right. sum up. Okay. You, you I, do, I do not identify as leather, actually. So this is why I'm kind of uh, punting this to Stefanos because I think he can talk about this a lot better than I. Can. I can talk about it for for a long time. I I think, I think, this goes back to to the last session that we were together, and and I talked about um, that sort of you you come. You come to yourself, you, people arrive here with artifice and people arrive here with things and, and it, you know, I came to all this because of sex. Mm -hmm. So it, it, if it got my dick hard, I wanted to do it. Okay, and, and, and it always ended up... And hard in, dick doesn't lie. It's true. It it's true. It's true. It tells the truth. So I got that from Lolita Wolf. That's pretty hilarious. It's true. Thank you, Lolita. So in, in some ways, I, I think, to me, leather is just really a hot, sexy fetish environment wrap me in leather and make me hot and sweaty and i just want to do more and more and more it also there there is like a journey that people talk about in a leather lifestyle and that comes with layers of tradition that each person attaches to it and in that leathery process i think i think to me what it is is it's about understanding where your community came from now i don't mean going back to like the, the long, long stretches of, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in Minneapolis, so I have to figure out who, tr you know, who transported leather to Minneapolis, that kind of where your community comes from. I mean, understanding your community as you're in it now and grabbing a hold of those kinds of processes and cultural norms that are occurring in your community and understanding it and being able to move through that community and help that, help that community in some way. And usually that is done in a service-oriented fashion by people who are, that I associate with. Now, 
we're in San Francisco, so there are like 40 different definitions of, of what a leatherman or leather woman is or leather person is, depending on who you speak to, and that's why I use those three words. Uh, I feel that I identify as leather because I love leather, I love wearing it, it is part of my connection to kink. It is part of what allows me to feel the armor that it protects me of when I ride my bike. It is part of what feels that serves me in the power that I feel I need um, some mornings to wake up and say, I can do this. I can still be me. And sometimes it's just the hot, sexy thing I cuddle with to kind of go, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> so that, that's my sum up of what leather means to me. It's not the all and the all. I have a question from uh, Wicked Grounds people, uh, coffee-related. What is your favorite coffee-type drink? Or if you were to come to Wicked Grounds, yeah, what's like, the number one thing that you would get? What have ah. I served you the most over the years? Yeah. Ah, very uh, good. You have served me a double shot of espresso repeatedly over and over and over. And when I drink my coffee, uh, I prefer a French press. I uh, will break some of Wicked Grounds' rules on this, but I prefer a nice, oily, dark-roasted coffee uh, slightly ground more than coarse, uh, filled slightly thicker on the bottom of my French press than most people would imagine, steeped for four and a half minutes, dropped down, and then served to me just like my wife's heart, black. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, I personally I end up getting green tea a lot. Mm. Uh, I actually like lighter coffee. I, I'm kind of a... You're the exact opposite. I, I'm terrible with coffee because I'll drink Folgers and be happy. Sorry, I'm in Wicked Grounds. Don't like... It's, oh, it's, man. You know, remember, we, we're here. We, we're all here about acceptance. Um, <laughs> I come here and drink Your root coffee beer. desires will not catered here are okay for you <laughs> okay, good. elsewhere. No, but, I mean, that's that's very sweet. I appreciate that my coffee is okay. <laughs> yeah. I think It's I not th my coffee, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I think here... The, the drinks that I prefer is I love the way you guys make your iced coffee, and that's not some stupid plug because I have to say this. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I prefer that, and your espresso has never failed to make me happy. It's, 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 it's the thing. I'm like, so today I got a nice coffee because, one, I'm warm, and, two, I wanted something to drink longer because, right. you know, espresso is a small drink. Yes. And as you can imagine from my schedule, I go fast. Yes. So it's like double shot of espresso. Okay. Yeah, most times, the, you know, the common visit for you at the, the cafe is to come in, get an espresso. You haven't even sat down. You see, visit a few people, drink your drink, put it up, and then you're off to the races. Yep. I mean, the, you the, rarely. The, this is the longest you've probably sat down in here. It, 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 it's one of the longest times I think. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've sat in here before with my computer and mm -hmm. and and done emails and, and answered FetLife messages and things. So this may be the one of the longest trips, though. Yeah. So it's, well, it's I, I, I'm very common to say that this pot, part of the reason for this podcast is I could sit down with people and actually nail you down to a seat and talk for a while. <laughs> yes, well, and that's awesome. We love yeah. it. Well, this rope yeah. is actually quite comfortable you put me in, so well, <laughs> I, I, I've picked up a few things mm. with the rope over the years. Yeah, it's quite comfortable. <laughs> mm. are there, are, don't, you, don't get, you, know, you don't get nothing for uh, helping run Shabari Khan for 11 years. Exactly. Uh -huh. <clears throat> so we have about five minutes left, so I'm just going to ask one last question. Uh, what are you guys most proud of? What are we most proud of? Yes. Is there a context for that? What are you most proud of? It could be anything. Oh. <laughs> Stephanus is oddly speechless. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think mark that's an accomplishment or Yeah, mark something. this date. Stephanus is speechless. Yes. 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 I, this might be the fourth time. <laughs> I think that uh, every now and then 
I'll get notes from people that, uh, so when we present classes, it always means a lot to me to get feedback from people, you know, what the class has meant to them, you know, what they've gotten out of it. And I love the immediate feedback. It's, it's very fulfilling to hear. But what always really means the most to me is when people contact me weeks and months and sometimes even years after a class and will tell me, you know, hey, I took this out of it and I still remember it and I wanted to let you know. And I think when, when I get that from people, it means so much to me. And you put so much of yourself out as a presenter and it's so personal for us what we're the topics that we're presenting in the classes. And so to get that back is amazing. And so I think those are, when I can get that kind of thing, I feel proud of what we do as educators, mm -hmm. which is so important to me. I, I, I'm still thinking. I, <laughs> I, I, I plugged it I'm, I'm still thinking that, as schmoopy as it sounds, I think the thing that, that, that I am absolutely most proud of is without a doubt my relationship with Shay that started all this Aww. And, and, and I know that that's swoopy and, 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 and I know you want to awe and whatever have you but, and, and, but, but, so but without though. without um, without Shay's absolute acceptance of where I was and where I've come to there is really no way that I could be experiencing and having the life that I have right now at, at the same level I think I'm not saying it's all, like, without her, I couldn't do it, like, by myself, whatever have you. I just feel like the level in which I've been able to arrive at. Um, so in that sense, I'm, I'm most, most happy and proud of, of the way in which that occurred. The sum, Aww, you know, I love I know, you. I know. The sum being greater <laughs> than the parts. Yeah. Yeah, well, and obviously, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm so grateful to Stefanos. I talk about this a lot, but I'm a shy introvert, and I would not be doing any of the things that we do if it wasn't for Stefanos really giving me that strength and I kind of hid behind his extroversion for a really long time and have gotten more comfortable you know coming out of my shell as it were but I couldn't do any of it and it's I know and, and, I, and I realize how that the, there's that sort of cliche schmoopy schmoopy crap but they're kissing now but, just in case you didn't hear that but, but I, I, I think I, I think really you know I mean I I have amazing relationships with my friends my family my other poly partners and there are things that I could not possibly do with, without my other partners. There's just, mm -hmm. it, there's no way that my life would be what it is and without my, my extended families. So I think, I think it's really just, I'm proud of all those people's ability to know what they want um, yeah. and, you know, and that we can support each other. Mm -hmm. So That's great. <sighs> I'm a little clamped over here. And all that, right. And that's you, sir, too. What? That's uh -huh, you, too, uh -huh. sir. <laughs> Aww. So, so um, we're about to end at the about at the end of our second part of the talking with Stefanos and Chai. Um, and before we go, is there uh, anything you're promoting that you want to put a shout out to? Maybe something in November. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I'm helping out with programming for Dark Odyssey Surrender, which is in its third year now. This will be the third year happening in San Francisco. It is November 14th to 16th. And Dark Odyssey is an awesome event. It's all I, about... I, I totally attest to Dark Odyssey. I've been, like, I've heard of Dark Odyssey events on the East Coast for years in an epic, unreal proportion, but having been to the first two surrenders, they are wonderful environments to be in. Yeah, Greg and Carrie, the producers, I think do a really great job. And it's about bridging different communities. It's about, you know, bridging kind of 
you know, sex positivity, yeah, you know swinger, that. kink, you know, BDSM, leather, you know, bringing a queer community, bringing everyone together. Uh, and, you know, they, I think one of the things they do that's really special is that they don't have separate play areas. It's not women's area, men's area. Everyone's together. And I think that's yeah. so cool. So that's an event that we're part of. And we're really excited to, to have that happen. And then, therefore, the contest. And the Pacific Coast so, Power Exchange contest will be held there. I, I, th I think that the Pacific Coast Power Exchange contest is really important to us because this is the, f the first year that the title itself has been used. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, just thank you very much for joining us today. It has been great to actually sit down and chat for a while. I don't get to see you guys enough. I know. It was I, super I, good it used to chat be with so you. easy. I would come in all the time, we'd have breakfast together. I know. I know. So uh, good to talk with you, sweetie. Mm. And Rubik, thank you again for hosting. This and thank is, you guys for coming. I'm really glad I can yeah. finally have the time to communicate. A yes, bit. thank you. If you're listening to us on the raw feed, please check us out on iTunes. Um, and I definitely, please, please, please rate us and review us on iTunes. Every little bit helps. We want to try and spread more wicked grounds to the world. Um, Give five stars and you'll get a hug from me. You have to Yay. come to the cafe to collect it, though. So. Hugs! <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much, and we will see you uh, soon. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Yay. And thanks to John. Yes, and our Yay. sound tech. All right, thank you, guys. That was super fun. Yeah. <sighs>